God. We're going to talk about living courageously. Amen. Courageous living. Hallelujah. That's the only way uh, for a Christian to live is courageously. Amen. We can face anything if we just obey God and just do it. Amen. No more waiting, but just do it. Amen. Now's the time to for us to act on everything that we say we believe because it is time. <laughs> it is just time. So it's successful Christianity. And successful, successful Christianity is work. It's not play. Amen. It's work. Now, there's joy in this work, but it's work. Amen. Now, to succeed uh, in uh courageous living and doing the work of the ministry you have to obey god amen and i believe god has everything he has a plan and a purpose for our lives but god has everything mapped out but what we do sometimes is we want to do things our way and god has everything on a timetable he has everything scheduled he even know the people that you're going to witness to amen just like yesterday when was that a a guy a teenage boy. How old was he? Do you know? Amen. About 13, 14. Gave himself to the Lord yesterday. Isn't that wonderful? Amen. Hallelujah. Now, see, if they hadn't made themselves available, you know, then what? Amen. But it, God has everything on a timetable, and that's why it's good to follow instructions. And, and be where you're supposed to be when you are supposed to be because the kingdom is first it's all about kingdom work amen but not the works of the flesh and we're gonna have to go there for a little bit <laughs> you know the works of the flesh is that i'm gonna do this i'm gonna orchestrate it and i'm gonna show everybody that i'm working for god too but you have to you know you have to follow the instructions of the lord amen we don't follow after money don't follow after your flesh we don't follow after greed like the Pharisees did. No, they followed after money. But we fashion ourselves after the works of Jesus. And he said, greater works will we do. Amen. We're the redeemed. And we shall do the greater works of the kingdom of God. The greater works are done courageously. You can't do the greater works being afraid. You can't do the greater works being quiet. You know, or not being where you're supposed to be when you're supposed to be there. The greater works are done by those who follow the ark, follow the cloud, follow God, whatever it is, follow the word. Amen. But be where you're supposed to be. Do what you're supposed to do and do it strong and do it bold. Amen. And do it on time. Hallelujah. And so we are supposed to be, um, do greater works, do the things that Jesus did and then some. You know, uh, heal the sick, raise the dead, have faith, the faith, the Abraham brand of faith. And so we're supposed to do all these things, and these things are not impossible. But you cannot do the works by your flesh. You have to do them by the Spirit. Amen? So the greater works are done courageously by the force of strength and the boldness of God. Amen? And then the violent take it by force. Hallelujah. Why? Because the kingdom rules. Hallelujah. Let's go to Matthew 11. 
the kingdom always rule. The kingdom is always first. You know, God loves us and he cares about us so much, you know, but he wants us to do the work that has been, that he sent us to do while it is yet day. Because when nighttime comes, no man can work. So it's time to to get up and do what God has called us to do, amen? And we're not waiting on him to give us an assignment. He's waiting on us to obey the last assignment he gave us, amen? (laughs) Matthew 11, 12. And this is Jesus speaking, hallelujah. And it says, well, I'll read 11. It says, assuredly, I say to you, among those born of women, there has not risen one greater than John the Baptist. But he who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, people sure like saying that, and they sure like quoting it. But what does it really mean? Amen. Well, the kingdom of heaven has endured violence, a violent assault on it from day one amen violent men seized tried to seize it by force amen in other words you know they're the religious let's take the pharisees the sadducees they tried to enter into the kingdom by their own way by their you know by what they believed they didn't want to come by way of jesus they didn't want to obey and receive what jesus had to say but they wanted to make up their own rules, and they thought that if they made up their own rules, that they would still get into the kingdom. But you know what? They didn't understand. They did not understand what Jesus was talking about half the time. That's why he talked in parables. But, you know, it's just like Oprah. She says there's more than one way to get to God. You know, there's, um, not as, there's this thing, in, uh, talk about inclusive. Is that Did I say that right? Where, you know, they think, um, you know, there's, uh, there's no hell. And, and everybody's going to heaven. And so there's so many wrong paths. There's only one, one way to, to God, and that's through Jesus Christ. That's the only way you're going to get to heaven. So it's similar to that, you know, where the Pharisees tried to get to heaven by their own means, in their own way. But, you know, the, the, this is why violent men has tried to enter into the kingdom in their violent way. But... God is saying in this hour, we are the violent ones, that we have to pick up this violence, and it's a spiritual violence. It's not a carnal violence. See, they were violent in the natural, you know, because they were violent men. They took widows' farms, and then if they didn't have any property, they took their kids and made them work and sold them or did. They did very, and then they took people money from the poor, and they took it and built the temples, and You know, they did all kind of carnal things, kind of like what people do now. But I'm telling you that they had natural strength, but not the strength of God. They had no spiritual strength. And so they didn't know. There were so many things that they did not know. Jesus spoke to them in parables, but they did not understand because the carnal mind cannot understand spiritual things. And so for this, they had to enter in, try to enter into the kingdom in a violent method. Amen. And so they would, you know, try to go back. This is why when Jesus would say something, they'd go back and have a conversation about it. A powwow, I'll say. 
and then they tried to come back and be reinforced and, and hit them again with something stupid. So that's trying to build the kingdom by, enter the kingdom by force. But we know it's not done like that. People enter into the kingdom like with, by me and you. Those people that God have called out, the redeemed. And it's our job to bring people into the kingdom the way God has already formatted it to ha- happen, you know, according to John 16. And so John 3:16, and so there's a method and a way to bring people forth, just like that young man yesterday. Amen. So that's why it's good to be in the right place at the right time, so someone can receive their blessing. Amen. Hallelujah. It's so important. Amen. So, um, I want to say salvation is a precious prize. But yet still, people, we sit down, and if we don't feel like doing it today or if we don't feel like ministering to somebody, we just say, oh, I'll go out tomorrow. But see, God has ordained for us to be in specific places strategically at a specific place, time, day. And so it's important to uh, live courageously, and a person that lives courageously lives bold, lives strong, amen, not afraid, live by all means not in fear but that you obey God no matter who you have to let down or who, you know, doesn't like what you're doing. You must obey God and put the kingdom first. Amen. Hallelujah. So we share in a heavenly kingdom, and it's sought after with zeal and with intense exertion by some. Amen. So the Pharisees were religious, we know, and they tried to force themselves into God's kingdom with their own ideas with their own non-belief, and with their own misunderstandings, reasoning all the time. Amen. Everything Jesus told them, they reasoned because they didn't want to accept what he had said about the kingdom of God. Amen. Hallelujah. So religion wants to have the kingdom their way. You know, like Burger King, have it your way at Burger King. This is how they wanted the kingdom because they didn't want to repent. They didn't want to stop doing what they were doing. And there's many people here today, not here, here, but in this world. In fact, the world, they want to have the kingdom because they want to say that they're Christians. They want to say that they have God, but they do not want to go by it the right way. Amen. But we are the redeemed. And the Bible says we must seize it at the right time. You know, we have to seize the kingdom. And that's what we just read. Did I ever read it? Yeah, the violent take it by force. That means, take it means to seize. Amen. We must, or take hold of something suddenly and take possession of the kingdom by the greater works that Jesus did. Amen. And so the greater works are miracles and great mighty deeds. And we're, everyone sitting here is capable of doing miracles for the Lord. In fact, you've been called to do things, for, and you've been called for such a time as this. So as the kingdom advances in victory, it does so through the violent spiritual conflict and warfare. It's, vi- it's a violent, violent in the sense that we take it. Amen? Amen. So it's a violent, but it's a spiritual conflict and warfare. It's not a carnal warfare. The religious fight a carnal warfare, but we don't. It's not a, it, it's a, a mighty, fearless warfare in God 
to the pulling down of strongholds. Amen. Invading and uh, opposing human status quo. In other words, you know, life is life. And people live their life the way they want to in the world. And then all all of a sudden, here comes the word of God. So it interrupts status quo. And then it, it, it seizes things that are wrong. And it stops iniquity and sin. Amen. Hallelujah. And so I, I just love talking about the kingdom of God and how it advances. We say that we refer to this as the kingdom advancing. Amen. Because we advance just like an army, you know, because we are an army. And so this kingdom advancing is not entertainment like some people would like to know. The religious like to entertain. Tradition says it's entertainment. Amen. But tradition, you know, is full of dead works. But when we advance in the spirit, we're seizing all demonic activity and we're putting things under Holy Ghost arrest. And amen. And then we're we're taking things back into the kingdom that the devil's trying to have tried to steal and some things that he has stolen. We're taking back those things. Amen. We're standing for the Lord and we're doing this by uh, defining with the sword and the fire of the word is all about. And see, that's that's where that seizing comes from and that violence comes from because the, the, the world doesn't like that word that cuts. Amen. It, it's sharper than a two-edged sword and it cuts and it's fire because it's alive and it's hot and it roots out and it burns out those things. Amen that are carnal and that are not like God. And so, you know, it's a supernatural act, but it's done by thousands every day, just like me and you. And we'll continue to uh, attack carnal and natural things, attack sin, and attack things that God has not ordained. We'll continue to do that until Jesus comes. Amen. Hallelujah. A lot of people are sitting waiting for God. To tell them, well, he's already told us in his word to go ye and preach the gospel to the poor. Amen. It's God's order and it's his plan. This shaking, we can call it shaking. This plan of God is a shaking. And it shakes relationships. It shakes marriages. Amen. Households. You know, mother against daughter. Husband against son. You know, I'm telling you, uh, blood is blood and it's thicker than water. Amen. But when it comes to the word of God, that will divide families. Amen. It will divide because, because the word is alive. Amen. So it's, a, it's such a blessing when your whole family is saved. But everybody's not, you know, not yet. They will be, but not yet. Amen. But this word will separate and it will divide. Amen. Hallelujah. So it'll even divide cities and nations. It's already d- divided nations. Amen. But because of the entry of the Holy Spirit's power, and it's working through us, the redeemed. Amen. Through me and you, the redeemed. And I'm telling you that this is, this is upon us now. It's been upon us since day one. And it's not going to stop. In fact, this, this fire and this, the word of God and this uh, seizing and this attack, 
uh, coming from the from heaven is going. You're going to see it more and more. Amen. And more people are going to carry the fire of God because they've taken, put their gloves on. I almost said take them off. They put the, the boxing gloves on and because they know that we live in a crucial time where we need to, um, you know, get rid of so much sin on this earth and fight back, you know, and, and bring people into justice. It's really justice because people deserve to go to heaven. Amen. Hallelujah. And so God wants us to do what we're supposed to do, live courageously. And courageous, don't quit, don't fear, amen, don't stop, and don't let the devil stop them. And, and above all, don't yield to temptation, amen, hallelujah. When you see a brother in a fall, you know, help him out of that fall, at least you be tempted. And so we're supposed to help one another, amen. Because the kingdom of God is at hand, and that's what this is about. It's about that spiritual fight, but it's, it's not a carnal fight. It's a spiritual thing, but winning the loss to Jesus Christ. Amen. Let's go to John 16, 16. Hallelujah. Praise God. John 16, verse 16. I hope that's what I meant. Talk about the good news. I'll read it, and it says, A little while, and you will not see me, and again a little while, and you will see me, because I go to the Father. Then some of his disciples said among themselves, What is this that you say to us, a little while? And you will not see... Am I doing it wrong? Oh, I thought you said no. Okay, a little while and you will not see me again. And you know what? I don't think this is the one I want. Let's see. Are you inquiring among yourselves about what I said a little while? And you will. This is not what I want to say. Oh, but you know what? In verse 20, maybe that's it. It says, Most assuredly I say to you that you will weep and lament, but the world will rejoice and you will be sorrowful. And, and your sorrow will be turned into joy. A woman, when she is in labor, has sorrow because her hour has come. But as soon as she has given birth to the child, there no longer she no longer remembers the anguish for joy that a human being has been born unto the world. That's not the scripture I wanted. I don't know which one it is. Let me read what I what I wrote down out of the Amplified. Until John came, there were the law and the prophets. Since then, the good news, the gospel of the kingdom of God is being preached, and everyone stri- strives violently to go in. It's not John 16, 16, but it's in, what is it? Oh, okay, Matthew. Oh, well, then I wasn't done in Matthew. I don't know where I got John 6. Let's go back to Matthew 11. Thank you. Matthew 11. Let's see. I started in 12, right? Which scripture did you say in Matthew 11? 13? 
Okay. For all, yeah, that's right. Thank you. It says, for all the prophets and the law prophesied until John. You hearing that? Prop, that word prophesied. And if you were willing to receive it, he is Elisha who is to come. And he who has ears to hear, let him hear. But to those, but to what shall I liken this generation? It is like children sitting in the marketplaces and calling to their companions and saying, we played the flute for you. And we did not dance. We mourned to you, and you did not lament. For John came neither eating nor drinking, and they saying he was a demon. I'm just going to cut this short. In other words, the, the word is saying this to us. It's saying, until John came, they, there were the prophets, and since then, the good news of Jesus Christ, of the kingdom of God. And it's being preached everywhere. You know, and so this strives, this is a uh, violent striving, you know, and, and it's going in and forcing our way in, you know, and, and because we have to go into the world and we have to stop the lies of the devil. And so it's, that's where the striving comes. You know how when you try to get a prayer through, you're pulling one way, the devil's pulling one way. And in some days it looked like you're, you got your victory and then here comes something else. Amen. Because the devil, see, he's striving back and forth with us. Amen. But we know that we have victory. But everybody, everyone, amen. Everybody strives violently to go in. In fact, the world strives violently. You know, what? this striving is simply because the devil doesn't want to pay the price. His people don't want to pay the price to, to get into heaven. And so there's a, a violent striving over the word of God. What's true, what's not true. I don't believe in women preachers and all of this kind of stuff. There's a striving and there's a carnal violence that takes place over the word of God. You know, all roads lead to God. That's a striving because people believe this stuff. Amen. And then another thing that I notice is uh, when you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, there's been a lot of shortcuts made to that little thing. I notice people don't even ask you if you believe that he's the son of God. And, and, you know, are you, do you want a relationship with him? He died on the cross for your sins. They don't say anything about that. But they said, well, you know, we believe you've been saved, and that's why that thing is we believe, because, you know, there's too many shortcuts. You know what I'm saying? And so there's a violent struggle with the Word of God and with in the, the coming to the kingdom of God. Everybody wants the kingdom, but nobody wants to pay the price. Amen. Amen. There's only one way to heaven, one way. But we, we are to live courageously because the violent take it by force. In other words, just do it. Don't allow fear. Don't allow anything to stop you from bringing people into the kingdom of God. Amen. Take it by force. That word courageous means a willingness to take action. So to be courageous, you have to have a willingness to take action. Amen. You can't sit and try to figure out the situation. You're in it, but you're in it to win it. So jump in there and get the job done. Amen. Be courageous. Be fearless because we are fearless and mighty. We're strong. Amen. Bold and alert. The word courageous actually means stout. It means strong unafraid and, and uh, vigilant, valiant, bold, and courageous in speech. So one way to be a courageous person,
person is not to follow your feelings. Amen? Don't operate out of your soul, but operate out of your spirit. Because this is where a lot of people fall. If you start to operate out of your soul, you're going to start making some conditions. Just like we believe you got born again. If you said those two little words. It's more than two little words. Amen. And so this is where our world is going. Because there's too many people doing these little substitute acts when the gospel has already been planned. It's already formatted. All we have to do is just follow the ark. Follow God. Amen. Follow the cloud and don't add anything. (laughs) Don't try to subtract anything. You know, so we've seen both. We've seen things added, and, you know, it's, it's just uh, entertainment, a show. These things have to stop. The kingdom of God is at hand, amen? It's not a play thing, amen? It's real. But everyone has, it has their assignment, and we can get the job done. We're more than able, amen? Let's go to Ephesians 2. Ephesians 2. We are more than able. We're just like the two spies that came back, Joshua and Caleb, with a good report. We are more than able to take them. 2 verse 10. We are, For we are his workmanship. In other words, We're by God's divine design. Amen. Handcrafted by him. Amen. So we don't have to follow after feelings. We don't have to operate out of our souls. But we operate out of our spirit, man, because we're handcrafted to do the work. So we don't have to have all of these myrations and gyrations. We don't have to do the false things, in other words. But we have the goods to pull this, this off the right way. Amen. So we're, because we're God's workmanship, we're his design, his creation, created in Christ Jesus for good works, good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Amen. And so we don't have to do the false ministry. We don't have to do all of these false things or try to conjure up some kind of, uh, you know, people are doing some everything. You know, we don't have to do all I wanted to say chest bumping. And we don't have to do all that stuff. But I'm not going there. But we don't have to do that. Amen. Because we have the power of God. It's all. Amen. Already been given to us. Hallelujah. And so all we have to do is use it. And it's all in knowing who you are. This is not a grandstand. And it's not a show. But, you know, we operate under the authority of Jesus Christ, knowing who we are and knowing who, what we possess. Amen. And so, you know, it's, the revolution will not be televised. I put it with, to you like that. Amen. I'll give it to you like that. <laughs> God has predestined the work. All we need to do is do it. Just do it. Amen. God has given us free will to do the work. And that's what holds the progress up. <laughs> but God's waiting on us. We're not waiting on him. We can't live by feelings or emotions. Amen. So arise. Get up and arise and pursue. 
So get up, arise, and pursue. Amen. Going to go back a little bit. Moses, my servant, is dead. <laughs> I know, I know. He's dead. So come out, come out from a, 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 among your mourning. You know, we need to let go of the past. Amen. We need to let go of things, even the, the way we did things uh, a long time ago. We need to let it go. And we need, because Moses is like this. God was telling the people, Moses, my servant, is dead. How long will you mourn? What were they mourning? They were mourning his death, but they were mourning the past because they didn't want to walk over into the newness of life. Amen. And so how long will we hold on to the old? God wants us to move out and move on. Amen. Hallelujah. Into the new place which God has had you. See, that's why God is doing a new thing. He's doing a new thing because he wants to get this job done. So we need to move out of the, our old place of familiarity and follow the ark. Follow God. Follow the instructions. Well, I don't know what to do. Well, go back to your foundational things. Amen. Get in the Word. Meditate in the Word. Change your thinking. Change your, your understanding of what the Word is and what it means. Meditate on the Word. Not let the words uh, leave from your eyes and your mouth, you know, but... You know, meditate in your heart and start to think differently. Start to think like God. We have the mind of Christ. Amen. You, we just need to stop doing what's familiar. Stop doing what makes you feel good, that's comfortable to your flesh, and move into the things of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Familiarity won't win a, a kingdom or win the loss to God. Amen. But the things of the Spirit will. And so we need to remember that God has equipped each person to, you see, we're equipped to do the job. I don't understand, well, when I was a new Christian, I, I was fearful too. But, but when God brings someone to you to lead them to the Lord, it's nothing to fear. Just lead them to the Lord. Amen. Because think about when you, when someone took the time to bring you to God. They didn't try to take shortcuts, did they? Amen. And so we need to stop trying to take shortcuts. That's, you know, living in the past, and that's doing going the way of the world. And just go the way of God. Amen. So it's up to you to be aggressive. We need to be aggressive and get rid of fear and obey the instructions of God. We can't be passive any longer because time's escalating. Passive people always want to feel good. Amen. All the time. Always watching to see if anything happens. And then when stuff happens, then they want to get involved. But you have to make it happen. Amen? And you make it happen with your strength and with your power and with your anointing and with your instructions from God. And you do the thing that you need to do to get the people into the kingdom. Kingdom first all the time. Amen? Amen. So we, the people of, of Israel, we know they complained and murmured, but they didn't do anything. They just complained. Complainers are never going to do anything. They're going to complain about you. They're going to criticize you. They're going to criticize God. They're going to criticize everybody, but they are not going to get anything done. They're just going to watch. And then when everything starts to move and they want to try to jump in where they want to jump in, amen, but don't complain. 
and don't uh, murmur. God is saying, arise, arise, amen, and get to work. Let's go to Joshua 1. I just want to throw some reminders in there. Joshua 1. Hallelujah. Joshua 1, verse 8. It's one of my favorite. Yep, I'm going there again because I like it. I think you'll get a lot out of it. It says, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. Amen? So you have to observe. How do you observe? You meditate on the Word until it becomes second nature to you. When the Word of God is second nature, you get up and you do. You arise. And you go and you do what God has told you to do. Amen. Most people are waiting on a platform. But you already have a platform. Amen. Amen. The biggest church in the land is right outside. Amen. (laughs) Everybody's waiting on a pulpit. Amen. Hallelujah. But observe to do all that is written in it. For then you you will make your way prosperous. And then you will have good success. Amen. So good success and prosperity comes from obeying God and meditating on the word of God. Verse 9 says, And have I not commanded you to be very strong and of good courage? And do not be afraid nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. So you have to remember when you go out, God is with you. You You have to talk to yourself say, God is with me. God is with me. Amen. He sent me. He sent me to do a job. And I will not fail because it's like this. You can't fail because it's not your work. It's God's work. Amen. You are, you're just standing in his authority. And so you have to understand who you are and whose you are. You belong to God. And God is with you. Hallelujah. Let's go. Uh, Go back up to verse 2. It says, Moses, my servant, is dead. I forgot to read that. Now, therefore, arise and go over this Jordan, um, and you you and all these people, to the land which I have given them, the the children of Israel. And every place, and this is so important, every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given to you as I did Moses. Amen. Then he starts talking about from the river Euphrates, and he gives exactly, he maps it out for them. All they need to do is march forward and obey God. Amen. Hallelujah. But God is asking us this question. How long will you mourn over what's past? How long will you mourn? How long will you mourn what you didn't do, what you didn't get, what you lost? Amen. And see, that's where the murmuring and the complaining comes in. And when you murmur and complain, it pushes things further and further away. Amen. But God is saying, I've given you the land. So it's up to you to get aggressive and obey instructions. We need to be aggressive and obey the instructions of God. Everything is planned out. You know, God's done all he needs to do. All he needs is some person that is positive and aggressive and who has faith in him and faith in what he's called them to do to go out and seize, (laughs) seize the place, seize the world, amen, 
but bring in the lost. Preach the gospel to the poor. Amen. Bless the people. Hallelujah. Be mighty in God, fearless and mighty. God has already told us what we're going to do. Go the extra mile. Sometimes you have to go the extra mile to, to do what God's called you to do. Amen. You know, it's like this. How much do you love him? How much do you trust the things that God's told you? How much do you trust the things that God's entrusting you? Amen. How much do you trust him? Amen. This is something new, I believe, that God is, is going through now. Amen. He's going through uh, um, a thing like Amos 9.13 where he's making it easy for us to do the works that he's called us to do. He's, he has everything placed in order, and all we have to do is trust him enough to step out, to step out of the boat. Step out of the boat. <laughs> Amen. Nothing's new. Step out of the boat. Amen. But it's a new thing because God is helping us in a new and different ways. He get, he's given us more understanding, more power to go out and do the things that he's called us to do. Amen. Hallelujah. Refuse to fear. This is the first thing we need to do. Don't allow it to come. Don't allow fear to come near you. Amen. Let's go into, uh, let's see, we finished Joshua. Let's go to Proverbs 28 right quick. Proverbs 28. Refuse fear. Yeah, when fear comes up and makes a suggestion to you, you can refuse it. Amen. You can either give in to it and talk to it and reason with it. See, if you start reasoning with fear, it'll get you. So don't even reason with it. Proverbs 28, verse 1, it says, The wicked flee when no one pursues, but the righteous, the uncompromising righteous, are bold as lions. Amen. Hallelujah. In other words, the wicked flee because they're scared all the time. Amen. They stir up trouble, do everything wrong, but really the wicked is afraid all the time. Let me read it out and amplify it. It says, The wicked flee when no man pursues them. But the uncompromisingly righteous are bold as lions. Amen. So be aggressive against the devil. Keep your eye on God and off the natural circumstances and be courageous. Courageous people don't look at natural circumstances. They don't look at which way the wind is blowing. They don't look at the, the consequences. They don't look at the circumstances. All they look at is their instructions. And they obey their instructions. Amen. The wicked, the wicked just <laughs> is afraid. You know, they see everything lined up and mapped out, and they're still afraid to go forth. Amen. When we don't obey God and when we do, uh, don't do what he's told us to do because of fear, that's sin to us. And so we have to make sure that we stay involved with God, stay in the presence of God, and offer that fear back, you know, Ask God to take that fear away. Release that fear to him, and he'll give, it, he'll give you an exchange for the fear. Instead of fear, he'll give you boldness. Amen? If you're depressed, he'll give you joy. And so it's a, a great exchange. But, God, you have, to, you have to stay close to God when you want to do a work for him. Amen? You'll never run into your, your, your blessing. You'll never run into your assignment. Amen? But you have to stay with God. And, and he's looking for 
uh, people who are uncompromising, who won't change, who won't settle, but who wants to do a great work for him and wants to see the kingdom come to pass. Amen. Now let's go to 2 Timothy 1. Hallelujah. 2 Timothy. Verse 1. Amen. And we know the scripture. Uh, 1 verse 7. Talks about fear. It says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear or timidity, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Amen. See, fear causes us to lack responsibility. Fear, fear causes us to want to have self-control. I mean, it causes us to not have self-control, I should say. You know, but, but it, fear causes you to want to be safe, think things through again, and are you, fear, are you sure God, and then you want him to throw out a golden reef or, you know, give you some proof. Amen. So, God didn't give us fear. He didn't give us a spirit of cowardice. But he's given us a spirit of power, love, and of a calm and well-balanced mind. When you have fear, your mind is not balanced and it is not calm. When you have fear, you jump to conclusions. Amen. Fear causes you to see things that's not there. Fear causes you to entertain thoughts that's not pure. Fear causes you to do things that you wouldn't do because fear has a, a evil force to it. Amen? And fear has a, a, a sense of hounding, hounding you. You know, you can go and you can do things scared but do it anyway, but you still don't feel comfortable because that fear is still back there nagging you. So you have to hit fear. You have to stop fear in its tracks. Amen. You have to stop fear dead. Amen. And you stop fear with boldness. You have to have self-control to know when fear is, is nagging you. And you have to empty these things out on God. Empty yourself before him. Casting these cares upon God. You know, you have to, you have to let God know. You know, confess to him. You know, that I have this fear. But most of us don't want to do that because we're ashamed of fear. A disciplined, well-balanced mind does not have fear. But it has self-control. Amen? And so God has given us anything that God has not given us, you don't want it. And you can give it back to the devil and, in fact, not receive it is better. Amen? Don't be like the, the five foolish virgins. Amen. Who were <laughs> not prepared. Amen. There was ten virgins. Five of them were prepared, and five didn't bring extra oil. And because the the husband tarried, I mean, he you know took a while. But when he came, they were not ready because their lights burned out. And so we don't want to be that way. But we want to be ready at all times. And when you're ready at all times, you stay with God. Get a plan from God. You can ask God, what is, what is my plan? If you don't know, go back to the drawing board. Go back to the last place you were blessed. Amen. And ask God. Inquire of him. Many men that are great men in the Bible, they inquire. Gideon was a coward. Gideon was scared all the time. But you know what? He was honest with God. 
And he always went to God for a plan, and he would ask God, are you sure, God? Do you want me to do this? And how am I going to do it? And sometimes he asked him two or three times, but God was patient with Gideon. And he and, and Gideon wind up being a mighty man of valor. But you know what? He was that all the time. You know, but he allowed that fear to overtake him where he didn't believe that he was who God said he was. And I think that's why fear comes and visits us because we don't believe about we don't believe we are who God says we are. You know, we believe what the devil tries to say about us, you know, and he's always given us the negative. You're not this, you're not that, you can't this. It's always you can't and you won't. But God says you will and you can. And so it's all about whose report will you believe. What will you believe, amen? Whose report will you believe? You're either going to believe that you're strong and mighty, in Christ Jesus, and you're called for such a time as this to do great works for God, or you're going to believe that God called you and he didn't give you what you need. Amen? So we know that's not true. God has given us all things pertaining to life and godliness. He's given us everything that we could ever need to get the job done. I have two more scriptures, Matthew 25. Let's go back there. We are fearless and mighty. Amen. And we can do exceedingly and abundantly above all God have ever asked us to do. And then some. Matthew 25. There is nothing we can't do when we do it through God in the spirit. Not, and don't lean to the carnal. Uh, the carnal realm. Carnal realm will get you in trouble. The carnal realm doesn't get the job done, and the carnal realm does a lot of faking. Amen. Amen. But it, it's, it's not pure. It's tainted. You don't want the carnal realm. You want what God has for you. You want to operate the way God says that you're going to operate. So in Matthew 25, I think it's verse 13, it says, Watch therefore. For you know neither the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. Amen. And so watch. You know, don't and watch as well as pray. You know, always inquire of God and find out exactly what he wants you to do and then do it. See, see, fear is always telling you to inquire. But mighty and courageousness is saying do it. Get it done. You've got enough You've got enough instruction to, to start on the job. Some things you won't know the, the balance of it or the ending of it until you get in there and get it started. Amen? But fear will always tell you that you don't have to go until you get the full picture. But that's not God. Amen? God will tell you when you get there. So don't be foolish. Be prepared. And you're prepared by uh, getting to know the bridegroom. Amen? Hallelujah. Develop a relationship with the Lord and be blessed of the Lord. Hallelujah. Watch as well as pray and be prepared. Be courageous and just do it. So get up, arise, and move. Amen. I believe that's a prophetic uh, statement. It's a prophetic instruction for us today. Get up, arise, and move. Just do it. Amen. And, and move and do like... Operate like Jesus is coming back tomorrow. Amen. Matthew 26, flip over. 
verse 41. 26, 41. 27. Hallelujah. And it says, watch and pray, lest you enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Amen. Hallelujah. There's a lot of people out here doing, trying to attempt to do God's work, and there's no new birth. Amen. And so we have to be careful and always know what we're doing. And if and we know what to do. Just stay awake and give strict attention. Be cautious and be active that you don't come into temptation watching someone else. <laughs> The spirit is, amen, the spirit is weak, but, you know, that's, I mean, the spirit is willing, but your flesh is weak, and that's why we don't operate out of the flesh. We operate always out of the spirit. God can always lead us into the great works that he's called us to do, amen? And so don't be afraid. If God is telling you to go and lay hands on someone to be healed, do it, amen? Hallelujah. There was uh, somebody I was, I went to pick up a prescription from Walmart a couple days ago, and there was this man on a crutch, and I saw him, and my heart just broke. And I, I was hesitant because you know how everybody wants to go up to a visible injury or visit, visible Ill, uh, ailment, so I didn't want to bombard him. But when I saw him coming around the other way, I asked him, did you want me to pray for him? He said, oh, no, ma'am. But at least I asked Amen. Amen. Because, you know, everybody needs an opportunity for prayer and to get better. And he said, no, no, ma'am. But he seemed, you know, thankful. And maybe he had his own faith out there working. Maybe he was believing. But at least I feel better that I asked him. Amen. And so some of these little, amen. Sometimes you just have to go for it. I was reluctant because, you know, I just figured, well, you know, maybe people have been bugging it. Sometimes when you have a, phys- a, a visible uh, ailment, everybody's always running up to you. And so I, you don't ambush those people, but wait for the leading of the Lord. Sometimes maybe me asking him, just let him know God loves him and that he was thinking about him. Amen. Hallelujah. And so we have to uh, remember Joshua and what God told him to arise. Moses is dead. Quit lamenting and quit uh, uh, crying and, and, you know, weeping and being, you know, thinking about what's past. And that's what that's symbolic for, for still uh, weeping and, and being concerned about what you've lost or what's behind us. Amen. But don't look back. Keep moving with God. Move with the cloud so that we can do greater works because God has called us to do greater works than Jesus did. And we are more than able to do the greater works that God has called us. Amen. Why don't we stop? Father, we just thank and praise you. Amen. We lift you up. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you that you've ordained us to do the greater works. And we're not afraid to do the greater works, but we are called for such a time as this. Father, we know that there are so many out there that need salvation and need healing, need a touch from God, need to know that God loves them. And you've called and ordained us to be that person, to intercede and to um, go into their lives and make a difference for them. 
And so, Father, we thank and we praise you, Lord. We thank you for using us. We thank you that we are the redeemed. Father, we thank you that we're living in the dispensation for the redeemed, that there's a a time that you have called where the redeemed will say so, amen, and they will do their work. And so we bless you, Father, and we thank and praise you, and we give you all the honor and glory. In Jesus' name, amen, and praise God. If there's anybody that needs prayer, you can come up and get prayer if you didn't come up earlier. And if you uh, want prayer, we can do that before we leave, amen. Praise God. Is found Jesus. Oh, he has more.